0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the second episode of the Talk of the Tribe podcast. I'm your host, Riker Orbley, and I'm here with Zach Bavers. How are we doing, Zach?
1: It's a good day. We're ready for uh, episode two of the pod. It's, it's great. we got a very special guest here today, and it's, I think we're all ready for it, but uh, it's, it's definitely going to be a good day.
0: Yep, last time we had Blake Burr on the podcast, and today we have a very special guest heading into his third year of Wapsie Valley football head coaching. Coach Dwayne Foster, how's it going, guys?
1: Doing good. So, uh, obviously, this is your third year of uh, coaching, and you obviously Wapsie's a very traditional-based um, football team. Obviously, your your dad coached for 19 seasons before you came in and head coach. So, uh, I think my first question for you is: uh, you were obviously you were an assistant coach, correct? Before you became the head coach, so what was that transition like? from going from being an assistant coach to being a head
2: coach? Yeah, this is actually going to be my 16th year on the sidelines with Wapsie. so um, 13 years of being an assistant coach. Learned from a lot of great coaches before. Um, You know, we had Coach Doden, we had Coach Davis, Coach Southmade. Um, When I was younger, I I was fortunate enough to come out to practice and then obviously learn under my dad as well. And with my dad staying on the last two years, was an easy transition because coach Jones has been here um and then my dad so we didn't change up a lot other than you know who gives the the pre-game speech and you know who wants to do that anyway um that's not not really my cup of tea but you know we it was a smooth transition and, and we're excited to get into year three
1: yeah and I think um some of the coaching staff has changed a lot over the the last uh, 20 or so years with different coaches, you know, switching in and out, and now you have um, a new coach this year, Casey O'Donnell. He uh, is one of the quarterback coaches, I believe, as well as you've had uh, Ben Hogan coming in to help coach the O-line, as well as you've had Kobe Reese the last few years coaching the quarterbacks. So I think with them and how you run a practice, do you just kind of let them take the reins on the quarterbacks, or kind of how does that work with them?
2: Yeah, so how that goes um, each day after practice, we talk about what we want to emphasize the next day. So whether it be the run concept, pass concept on offense, and then we kind of go from there and let those quarterbacks take the quarterback coaches take the reins on that offensive line. Whether it be we're going to run power counter, we we dictate that before practice, and so the coaches have ideas of what they're going to do. Obviously, they're going to do their everyday drills at with the O line and. Um, with their positions, but then we 're going to zone in on what we 're going to work on for that practice. You know we we like you said, we have n- a lot of new coaches. We have coach Siddig, who obviously was very successful at Hudson, won a state title there, um, being the offense coordinator now he 's coaching our offensive line this year. Ben Hogan, who was a very successful player at Wartburg, comes in, brings a lot of knowledge to the offensive line ha- had a lot of success with the junior high level. And then, yeah, Kobe and Casey, our last two quarterbacks, to, um, our, our last two varsity quarterbacks to help run our junior high program, we feel that they're, they're confident enough and good enough coaches to help continue to bring the best out in our guys and guys that we want to be around our, our junior high kids, but also to come to practices and help with the high school.
1: From me being in junior high football last year and uh, Riker still being in junior high football this year, Kobe was, I believe, your coach last year, and I yep. have been Hogan last year as well. So them being around us it made uh, practice, they do a lot, and it was kind of fascinating to sit during a practice and learn all the stuff that even now that I'm in high school and going through high school practices, it's still basically kind of the same stuff that we're learning obviously it's a little bit more complicated there's a little bit more stuff being installed but the same premise of the of the stuff we're learning is the same and uh, on that is the has any of the philosophies between uh, you and your uh, your dad Tony Foster, has anything really changed or are you, are you still kind of teaching the same things he taught you when you were playing
2: you know you can look all the way back to the 80s and probably before you know we were we've always been an I formation team and for a couple years there back in 2020, I don't think we went under center, 2019-20, those years we weren't under center, but now we are back in the I formation, and that is kind of our building blocks of our offense. Um, we want to have a strong run game, we, um, which we believe we have a, a a good experienced offensive line coming back, a good running back, um, and, a, and a good fullback, and w- when you're breaking in a new quarterback like we will be this year, we need to get that run game going. So, yeah, our foundation is the I-formation. And then anything we do from that is going to be still based on those principles in just different formations. So that's something that myself, my dad, we, we've always talked about of where we want the offense to go. And that the I-formation, we always come back to that, and that's our starting ground.
1: Yeah, and obviously you can always throw the ball, but especially in those – Colder days you get into the playoffs, or you got wind or rain, all that stuff. The main thing you want to do is run the football. So, Riker, do you have any questions for him?
0: Uh, well, I don't want you to spread too much information, but is there any expectations for this year? I, you know, I heard that you have a fairly young team with quarterback Kanan Decker, but yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, we're really excited about this year. You know, we lost a lot from last year, and, and it's always hard to graduate 16 seniors. Um, very excited about the nine senior, 10 seniors that we have this year. Um, but, y- you know, we talk about a lot at practices. We have to be the best WAPSE that we can be. You know, we're going to start off with Hudson next Friday in a scrimmage, and then we go to, to Jessup, who is going to be – a lot better they have everybody returning but we can't worry about anybody else right now other than each day in practice us coming and becoming the best team that we can be and if we do that by the by the end of the season we're going to be a pretty pretty tough out for everybody um you know traditionally we're sound on defense coach Mm -hmm. jones does a great job of making sure that our guys are always in position doing their job and offensively like i said when you have a young team it's really good to to bring back a core offensive line and with Jackson Adair and Jake um, Jake Shore and Tucker Ladderberg, we we feel like we're very confident in their skills and we should be able to run the ball early and that's what we're going to we're going to try to do and Kanan can really run the ball and throw um, he's proven to us in practice ever since seven on seven at the beginning of the summer to now he, he's a completely different quarterback his confidence is up and Starting to take that leadership role a little more serious, a- and getting to where we need to be with you know with the weeks to come.
1: Yeah, and I know you had uh, I know a lot of the guys like Jackson Adair, Jake Short, Tucker Ladderberg. They started on the offensive line last year, mm-hmm. um, and even towards the end of the year, they even got into bigger starting roles. And now they have another year of experience. You got some new guys in uh, Tanner Curley and Brock Clutch. I think are the other two additions on that offensive line, and I believe they're all seniors this year. So that's going to be an interesting thing as we get closer, and I know um, I've heard some stuff going around that, you know, obviously the offensive line this year is probably a little undersized, and I know you don't really like to hear that, but I know from being in practice every day that these guys are always working. They're always learning to get better. They're always looking at Coach City, Coach Hogan, even yourself to learn things to help them get better.
2: Yeah, and that's what um – Going back to camp, three days of camp last week and then, you know, this, sh- this short week, Monday and Tuesday, the effort has been there. And those guys have been playing, you know. It's funny because you come out and you're a freshman and you want to play a skill position. And, and going back to Jake, Jake's sophomore year, he's a tall, skinny guy. Hey, we're going to move you to tackle. And he ended up starting since his sophomore year at left tackle, um, and has gotten better each and every year and then tucker his sophomore year jake jake coolman got hurt and then he got thrown in there and then he had to play some defensive end for um, parker Landsgard that year so these guys are experienced and then jackson adair really came on last year and ended up being a very good lineman you know those are three all district offensive linemen coming back so, like I said, when you're when you're building the foundation of a team and a young team, that's where you want it to start. And we're we're fortunate enough. And those guys are good leaders. Um, they really push each other in practice. They go hard in every single drill, and and they're fun guys to be around. So, we're we're really excited about where our offensive line can be at the end of the year. And like you said, Tanner, Tanner Curley, you know, doesn't miss a workout. He he has w- went to every seven on seven. He's never play. He's never snapped before. So he he's gotten those um, those skills under control, and then he's working hard. And you know Brock Kleitch has <laughs> he was a fullback last year, moved to that uh, right tackle spot and has given us everything. And you know wh- when you get Brock to do something, I mean he's going to give you 100%. It doesn't matter how big the guy across from him is. He's, you want guys like that. He's going to go to fight go to battle with you every single play, and we're not worried about that. He's got to get better. Um, just like all of us do, but he, he is. He's showing up every day, positive, and really working hard, excited where our offensive line will be by the end of the year.
1: Yeah, and obviously, like, every game starts in the trenches. It starts with the O-line, D-line. That's the big battle for the line of scrimmage, and then you build upon off of that. And with, uh, obviously, a new quarterback, I think you've got some new running backs this year, as well as well as some other new skill guys. I want to know what you're expecting to see out of them.
2: You know, watching film from last year, Trayton um has a lot of great qualities to be a very good running back for us. You know, he's put on, uh, put on a lot of muscle, I think he's put on about 20 pounds this year from last year. Um, and then, like I said, Kane and Decker, he's a, he's a threat to run, you know, he can throw. And we have Ian Bozinski out wide who, who has really been catching the ball in practice and shown a great job of his leadership so far. Um, who Garrett Garrett Miller has uh, put a lot of time into the weight room. So we just have guys who uh, are inexperienced, but they're showing up in the weight room. They're they're practicing hard, and so it's their opportunity. You know, you graduate seniors, the next guys have to show up, and and, uh, we believe that uh, uh, the core of our guys have been showing showing up and putting in the work. Yeah,
1: and I know, uh, obviously, you guys are very familiar to the playoffs. You guys have been to the playoffs a lot in the last – Obviously, those big games where I think uh, you had the Northland game a few years back, that was a (laughs) (laughs) heart-wrenching one. I was there for that one. And obviously, some of the bigger games with uh, West Hancock and um, East Buchanan. I want to know, how do you get your guys ready for those bigger games where it's not just a regular season game? Like, your season is on the line for it.
2: You know, that's something that we we don't really talk about. Right, we talk about winning today, each and every day. And if we do that, we're going to be successful. We don't try to do too much in those games. We don't try to get outside of our our identity. Um, and in and, and those games, you, you have to make some plays, you know. And on, on, you know, versus Northland, going back to that game, we did make a play. We ran a, a fullback dive, and it went about seventy or so yards, and that was the that was the key to the win. But something that over gets overlooked sometimes is we made the extra point. They went for two, they didn't get it, right? We kicked that extra point, we went 7 to 6. And then we we you know, at something that you don't see very often, we go to victory formation, we're going to kneel and and they stripped it from us. So then we had to we had to play defense again. So but our guys showed resiliency and and that's what it's all about. And that's what showing up every single day and putting the work in and trusting the guys around you can do you know east, Bu- east buchanan going back to that we were down six zero at half we just we just didn't put the ball in the end zone defense played great and then last year you know we go to west hancock and move the ball move the ball and just stalled inside the 20 a couple times and, and you know they d- they didn't outplay us they just made more plays you know and and we ran out of time and you, you, you can't fault our effort. Our guys played great defense in all in all of those games, and we just didn't put up en- put up enough points. And
1: yeah, and I think uh, communication's always been a big deal with you guys. I know you guys value communication a lot between, uh, and, and it starts at that center quarterback snap transfer. I mean, that's the most important mo- one of the most important parts of a play because it starts the whole thing. So I wonder um, how much of communication like how much does that matter to to you guys and how much do you emphasize like that communication part of it
2: i don't think you can over communicate right you know offensive line across the board they're either calling ace deuce tray, they're calling out the linebacker if they see a step up who don't assume that the person next to you knows right and that's what we try to communicate and you'll hear coach jones and the defensive backs they have to communicate all the time they have to um They have to know what coverage they're in. They have to know if they're going to rotate back to safety. um, They have to know the blitz. So communication, you can't over communicate. And and like I said, don't assume that the person next to you knows because they don't always know. So talk.
0: So, Mr. Foster, this is where we're going to get into one of our four segments of the day. It's called Warrior Trivia.
2: Warrior Trivia.
0: So I think the name kind of explains itself. But (laughs) it's... Just to put it in short words, we have a few questions about, well, their trivia. <laughs> and it's just the past of Wapsie Valley football. So, what was the first game you won as a head coach? <laughs> uh,
2: it would have been pl- at Nashville Plainfield.
1: Yep. Correct, yeah. And the uh, final score of that one was, it was Friday, September 3rd, uh, and that was 12 nothing against Nashville Plainfield. So I think that was that was kind of a low-scoring defensive game. I mean, you could tell that by the score, but just from watching it, you could tell. I mean, you got the two touchdowns and or er, no, I can't I can't remember this the final or er, this how that was scored, but uh, obviously very defensive game from uh, from that. So the next one we have for you is, do you know what your head coaching all-time record is? And I know you've only coached for two years, so. It's not going to be a massive record, but I want to know if you think you know what your all-time coaching record is, and a bonus, if you can get this, if if you know your uh, father, Tony Foster's all-time record.
2: Well, the last two years, I'm 15-6, but I did coach one time for my dad at Denver and got beat, so 15-7. Yeah,
1: I mean, in your time of officially head coaching it is 15 and 6 and uh for anyone wondering tony's all-time record is 145 and 57 in 19 years if you want to average that out if you want to take 57 divided by 19 (laughs) do the math real quick
0: you really love your calculator don't you
1: (laughs) comes out to three losses a year so out of 12 (sighs) games you lost three out of an entire year, and obviously he got um, a few state titles out of that, um, as well as some other great. Um, he's obviously in the co- uh, high school coaching hall of fame now. So the last question we have for you is from 2010 onward, because that's all I could find on Varsity Bound for stats <laughs> and stuff. Who is the all-time leading passer for Wapsie Valley?
2: uh Kobe Reese.
1: Correct, <laughs> yeah. and. uh I think it was the 2020-2021 season. He had 1,655 yards.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think he threw for 20 touchdowns? Twenty
1: twenty 22 yeah. 22 touchdowns. So, I mean.
2: And one pick or two? Two, two picks.
1: Yeah, it was not a lot. There's and that was a massive Kobe-Blade Bells connection. I mean, that was just at its finest there.
2: Well, so that was nice. We had a lot of weapons that year. And, obviously, we went to uh, Regina and played probably one of the the better games that I've watched in in Wapsie Valley history and just from from being on the sidelines just a, a great game with a lot of weapons on both sides of the uh, of the, the field so it, it that was fun a lot of fun
1: yeah and I remember I was I was watching that game at home and it was just it was on the edge of your seat the whole time I mean it was a it was a great game to just sit and watch and I bet it was an even better game you know actually being there and um, watching it so uh Recker what do you got
0: well, we're going to head into our next segment. This is one of my personal favorites. All right. So imagine that you're going to go to a gas station, and you have a very long drive ahead of you, and you have to pick out three things that you're going to take on the drive with you. What are you going to get?
2: Anything with caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> I um I drink amino energy like it's water. So caffeine, so it could be coffee. It could be um, – I don't really drink Monster or anything like that, but anything – um a celsius i will i will drink um probably a twix um one more thing there and i d- oh swedish fish i ah. love there swedish you know, fish you know. or mike and ike they yeah. kind of taste the same but uh.
1: <laughs> We discussed what we would do um, in our last episode, so if you want to go listen to what Riker and I, Riker and I have to say about that, you go listen to, to the last episode and find out what we said. But um, it was, it's been a pleasure watching you coach. I mean, last year and the year before, it was, it was great to watch you coach, um, as well as I know the big history that you guys have here. It's, it's insane how, how much of a historic team that you guys are with. Basically, I think you guys are a team of fundamentals. It's always the fundamentals. And even being in practice the last few days, it's, it's learning. You have to start from, from the bottom and work your way up. You can't just jump right to the top. You have to start at your fundamentals of even just learning how to pull and attack a guy, you know, block somebody. It's, it's very fundamental based. And I, I think, I, I believe that's what your kind of goal or philosophy is, correct?
2: Yeah, absolutely. We we're gonna start from the basics and, and you you can't get bored with the basics. Um, because in a big game when things are when it's close or you know, you're playing a tough opponent, you fall back on those basics and then if you try to do too much or you try to get outside of your zone, that's where you you lose your you know, you lose your gap assignment. You don't take your step on the offensive line, you know, you miss a block or you, you take your eyes off the football as a receiver. So yeah, we want to build our program on doing those little things and we try to preach them every single day and hopefully that w- we coach them up. So if we, uh, if we see things that w- we don't like, you know, we're coaching them up to be done the right way. And and I hope that people when they come to watch our games, they they can see that, you know, we are a well-disciplined team that that is fundamentally sound.
1: Yeah, and I um I know you varsity, and I know you kind of let the JV guys uh, go do their own thing, but what you have seen from the from the younger guys, I know, I think you're pretty excited about them, I've heard you say that uh, s- uh quite a bit in practice, but what do you expect to see from kind of your younger guys, your freshmen, sophomores?
2: You know, same thing, is just continue to, to work on those basics. When you're younger, you know, sometimes you get bored, you know, you want to do a lot more, you want to do the flashy plays, you want to do all that, but it's, it all starts with the basics, and if we can get those, I see a lot of potential with our freshmen. and are very, very happy with the way they practice. Very happy with the way they show up in the weight room. Very happy with how they, you know, they're not just football players. They they're in other sports, and that's what we preach as well. Is we want kids to be part of Wapsie Valley, not just Wapsie Valley football. Be part of basketball, wrestling, track baseball. You know, we want people to be involved cross country. You know, I they um we want Wapsie Valley to you know, be successful in everything. And and that's academics in the classroom and things like that. So w- very excited about the freshman sophomore class, but we have to continue, right? And, and it would be in day 2 very excited and we'll see we'll see next Friday. Next yeah. Friday, we get to go to Hudson, and, and, you know, we're talking about that at practice. Starting next Friday, we don't have another week off of uh, without games, so excited to get it going, but also realize we have a lot to do in these next couple days.
1: Yeah, and you guys are obviously Wapsie uh, is a Class A school, so you don't have the numbers of a of a Waverly, Rock, or um, of a Denver, or some of the bigger schools that are around this area. So how do you guys um, – with the lack of numbers that you do have for football?
2: Well, one thing I will say is we are very fortunate um, with the community support and, and the kids that we have in our school. We, you know, we have 57 kids out. There's not a lot of teams around here that have 57 kids out. So, very proud of, of our guys for stepping up and coming out and competing for us. And it makes for better practice. Um, you, you can do a lot more things you know, I think Coach Siddick was saying we had 21 offensive linemen over um, doing lineman drills. That's that, I- that is great. I mean, you can do so many things on the offensive and defensive side of the ball without bringing the whole team together. So very happy with, with our numbers. And it's not going to be like this every year. We, you know, being at a, at a small school, the class sizes fluctuate. But very excited right now, and we feel like we're sitting in a good spot with our, with our numbers.
1: practice field and all stuff and actually playing the game, but I know you value getting in the weight room and uh, being uh, well academic here in school just as much as actually playing on the field. So what are your thoughts on um, kind of the the off-the-field stuff?
2: You know, one thing I want for people in the community or kids in the hallways is that they look up to the football players. I want them to be leaders of the school and not have – like the stigma of just being a jock or just being out for football. I want them to be the leaders and in the classroom, stepping up if things aren't going well. And then out in the community, when people see them, go up and talk to them and, and be personable and have those conversations. So I, I really want our kids to be to be involved in more than just football.
0: Yeah, absolutely, because I remember, <coughs> sorry, the last few years I would run home from watching a – Wapson Valley football game, and I would say, you will not believe what Kobe Reese just did. You will not believe what Casey O'Donnell did. And now, in you know, at that time, they were our role models, and they still are our role models now, and now they're going to be coaching us. And I think just for, you know, as being a junior high student, all of us are super, super excited that we have those two to be our coaches and get to know them and really get to, you know,
2: yeah, that and and we're very fortunate that they want to come back. Sometimes it's hard to find coaches, and good good coaches. Um, two very good leaders, that, and then um, Clint Monk will be helping out as well. So very excited about where our program can go. And when you have tho- that type of leadership down at the 7th and 8th grade le- levels, and hopefully continue to get kids interested in football, that's going to help build, you know, what we can do at the high school level.
1: Yeah, and I think um, for – you did lose – I believe uh, Cole Mather did go – I think he went to Dyersville Beckman to be a head coach there, and obviously he was a great defensive coach. He coached uh, the junior high defensive squad and as well as he helped out the high school defensive squad. So now it's – I believe it's just Cody Jones who's kind of at the, at the helm of the defense. So how has that transition been like from losing him?
2: Oh, you know, Cole is going to do a lot of good things this year for for Beckman. Um, just like any first time head coach, and same with me, y- you have to find your way. You have to you make it your own, and know that you know what they're going to do at Dyersville, we might not be doing here, right? Or what we did here, it might not translate over to them. So he's got he's got to find his way, and I think that. Um, him being here and watching what he has done, he's he's a fundamental guy, you know. So he's going to teach the fundamentals. So anytime you see Dyersville Beckman play, they're they're going to play hard. They're going to be fundamentally sound. They're going to play the game the right way. And you know, Coach Jones has been doing this a long time. I think he he came one year after I I started. So he um, he's been here 15 years and been the defensive coordinator. I think it was 2000. 13 would have been his first year, and we made, a, you know, we made the semifinals that year, lost to BGM. And, you know, he just continues to create defenses <laughs> that's hard to move the ball and, and has really been the staple of our program. Our defense has, you know, always been very stout, and that's because he preaches do your job on every single play. And, and if something doesn't go right on that play you got you have to you have to shake it off and get back in the huddle and make the next play so i i am not worried about where our defense is and you know Coach Weber is stepping in and he's going he coaches the j v and he continues to learn under coach Jones and learn the verbiage and and making sure that our j v and freshmen are are in the right position as well
1: yeah and i think uh that communication not only just between the players but also between the coaches, uh, I know you, you talked about earlier that uh, you guys have like kind of a game plan every night after practice to learn what we want to do the next day. And I think that the communication between uh, you guys as coaches is just as important as the communication with us on the field. And obviously, you guys don't dictate what happens on the field. That's up to the players to dictate that. But you guys do have a very big influ influence on what goes on on the field. So I just want to know, like – how that communication kinda goes between you guys.
2: Well and that's the thing we're trying to do every single week when we're when we're game planning. We're trying to put the put the guys in the most successful um, places that they, they can be and that's why we spend so much time watching film and that's why it's so so important that the guys spend time watching film because they, they can see it before it happens. They can anticipate of why a defense what a defense might be running on this down in distance and things like that. So you know, we talk about this a lot is attitude and effort and preparation are three things that we can control, right? And when attitude and effort, we we preach every day in practice. And then preparation, are you taking care of your body? Are you watching film and things like that? So as coaches, we come in with a game plan. And then the second game actually starts after halftime. What adjustments are those, de- is the defense making to what we're doing, what we're having six, success with? How are we going to then transfer from that how are we going to adjust to to what they're trying to do to us and, th- and then so we have to be able to come in with a game plan okay that's not working or that is working let's keep doing that and if it's not how are we going to fix that at halftime in in order to be successful
0: so we talked about a lot about Wapsi Valley football um, but we also talked a little bit about the community so you said that, you know, Casey O'Donnell, Kobe Reese were great leaders in the community, and they really were. Are you, are you expecting, like, anybody f- on that team, uh, on your team right now to, like, really be that leader and that um, really role model that everybody likes to look up to? And you know, and that, that's what I, I – leadership, you know, anybody
2: can be a leader, mm-hmm. right? There's no set-in-stone way, but can we lead in a positive way? Um, do they respect you? Do they, do they want to be like you? Like you were talking about going home and talking about Casey and Kobe and looking up to them. Those are the kind of guys we want. And I can't push that on people, mm-hmm. right? They have to step up and, and take that role. But we have a lot of kids in our program, freshmen through seniors, who I can see really developing into, the, into those leaders. And with a young team, with an inexperienced team, some of those times the seniors step up right and seniors a lot of our seniors have a bigger opportunity this year Sometimes, like last year some of them might have only been on special teams so their role drastically changes can they step up into a leadership role and or do they just do they show up and just do their job not everybody wants to be vocal not everybody you know wants to take somebody a younger kid and help build them up They're, They they want to do their job um, and and that's to to be determined. But I think we have a lot of guys in our program that can develop into that person, and that I think the younger kids will be very proud of.
1: Alrighty. So uh, you got any last words before we let you go, or uh?
2: no? Just um, excited to get the season started. You know, yeah. After seeing our guys all summer work very hard in the weight room on seven on seven, had a very good baseball season. You know, it, it's it's exciting to be together. You know, I I think some of the best times coaching are at practice, just being around our guys. We have a lot of fun guys that, you know, like to joke around, but when it's time to go, they're going to work hard. And and that's what makes our job easier is when we have those type of players that that know the, the job at hand and and what's in front of us. And I think that – I think they're hungry. I think they're ready to go and – and I think it's going to be a very successful season for Wapsie Valley football.
1: Alrighty, righty. You know, you heard it there from uh, Head Coach Dwayne Foster. We appreciate you for coming on today. We hope you have a, a great rest of the season. I know everyone's looking forward for it, so uh, we thank you for coming on.
2: All right. Thank you, guys.
1: Alrighty, So that was Head Coach Dwayne Foster, obviously uh, one of the, the newer coaches here to uh, Wapsie Valley football. And uh, as we get the season underway, media night is next week. And mm-hmm. then – uh, they will head on the road to Hudson to do a scrimmage there. And then the, I believe they'll be back here um, next or er, in three weeks.
0: Mm-hmm. That sounds right.
1: For or er, two weeks, sorry, for um, uh, the opener, season opener here against Jessup. So, I mean, it was a great, great talk to or er, great talk with him. And I know we're all looking forward to the beginning of the season and what the season will bring. You got. We got 12 weeks of football ahead of us. Hopefully, I mean we get, we're looking to make the playoffs, and uh, it's gonna be a good year for us. So I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm ready to see what what the uh, what they'll do.
0: Yep, it's it's gonna be a good season. I can tell. It, it's gonna be a fun one. But if that's all the that, that's all that we have for this episode two of Talk with the Tribe podcast, we're gonna sign off for the day. And until next time, go Warriors.